You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today the topic of our conversation is, should I fire my client? Now, this is actually a, a great question that was kind of asked by somebody in the in, in an email. So let's reach into the mailbag and have a conversation about this. Uh, it starts with this. Hi, Dr. Richie. I'm hoping you may be able to address this on the NASM CPT podcast. I'm an NASM CPT and a CNC and was wondering if there is ever a, if it's ever appropriate to suggest parting ways with a client who doesn't seem invested in their own health journey. Now, this is a little different. So when I first get this question, I wonder about firing a client. My mind went somewhere else. So let's follow this path, and then we're going to go back to that path. All right. So it says, I currently have a nutrition client who I've been working with for about six months now, and she's barely participating in the program. I can't help but feel that it's becoming a waste of my time and energy and her money. She says she's motivated and seems eager with our one-on-one in-person consults, but she can't seem to implement any of the suggested changes on her own at home. I've tried many tactics to keep her consistent and invested, but, um, but none of them have worked. She had some wins, but seems to take three steps backwards. I'm at a loss as a coach. We had some honest conversations lately about both of our expectations And she even admits that there isn't much more that I could do for her. She recognizes her inability to follow the program and get the results she wants. I'm wondering if transferring her to another coach may be beneficial to see if their methods click better with her. I don't want to be I don't want to be quick to throw away clients to the side, but I also don't want to just sit here and take her money knowing she's not going to get to her goal if uh, if this way, if it continues. So thanks for any advice from Stacy. So Stacy, this is such a great question. And I want to give you two examples. One is a few years ago, there was a trainer that trained at one of my gyms and he was very detailed. He was very, very, very meticulous and results driven. One of the more results driven trainers I've ever seen. I was very proud that he was doing what he was doing and how he was doing it. Meticulous with his notes, meticulous with his training, meticulous with his programs and notating it and trying to help with uh, one client in particular was a weight loss client. He came to ask me a question. So he inquired with me and I gave him my thoughts about what considerations could be there, but you know, it might be some behavioral stuff outside of the gym. Clearly your gym programs look really amazing. Uh, but the gym is not the best way to necessarily lose weight. So he would work with him and come up with ideas. And he said, I'm going to have a conversation with him later. He said, I'm going to have a conversation with him about um, sending him to another trainer. And I asked him how that conversation went. He was, he said the client was, was shocked and disturbed. And he was like, I love our progress and I love what we're doing. And, and, and that's different, right? So you love the progress. You love what you're doing. You enjoy the program. 
you're not getting the results that you want. You're happy with the results you're getting, but it's not necessarily the results that you're wanting. And so eventually he said, I am not the right trainer for you. And I suggest that you start working with somebody else because I'm not able to help you. Now, is that the right thing to do? It's a great conversation. It's a great piece of information to have a, a very detailed like group of fitness professionals sit in a room and bounce these ideas off of each other. So it's not fair that I've got the microphone and I just get to say my piece and nobody else gets to put in their input because I think that it could go either way. And my ambivalence on this by no means should, should mean that, that I am right about being ambivalent. Sometimes you just got to make a decision. Is it going to be stay with the client, work with the client, or is it going to be let that client go? And I am usually on the fence with so many things as it's, and, and we say these words, it depends. But I will also share another story with you. And this is where I thought this might have been going, where some of y'all thought it might have been going just based off of the, the title, Should I Fire My Client? And I had a client that uh, I was new, newbie, newbie trainer. And I he would love to have his hamstrings stretched. He I think he may have only come to train to get his hamstrings stretched. In fact, he would tell me what exercises he wanted to do. And I was new. So I was like, all right, well, if that's what you want to do. Then I'll just be here and watch you and support you in that process. But then I stretch his hamstrings and dude would just start moaning. He would moan. He would, all oh, it feels so good. And then he would moan. And oh my goodness, I was so embarrassed. I'm so uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, I can't stretch your hamstrings if you're going to, to do that. And he was like, no, I can't help it because it feels so good. And I was like, I, I can't. I can't do this. And then people were, would ask me afterwards. This is how I knew it was really disturbing because people were like, hey, is your client okay? And I was like, I feel like you should be checking in on me. My client's clearly fine. He clearly is okay with what's going on. I don't know how I feel about it. And... If first of all, if this is the most inappropriate it gets, then it's not that bad. I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the most inappropriate it's been towards me. And that's me as a male trainer. I know many female trainers have had to put up with some absolute BS. Some absolute BS. And that's not right. And I'm going to tell you right now, you ask me, and, and this is not what she asked me, but if you ask me, when should I fire a client, hands down, the number one answer, when they are in, inappropriate, the answer is 100% get out. Get out. I don't let people talk that way to me. I don't let people, you don't get to behave that way because you pay dollars to me. That's not how this works. And that's not who I am by Felicia. Moving on. Well, what are some other options to consider outside of somebody that's being inappropriate? And I know this is tough, right? Because I was, I was young as a new trainer. I needed money. I really needed that guy's session. I put up with him for far longer than I felt comfortable. And because I wasn't comfortable, I guess, enough in my own skin, 
then it took me a long time just to be like, dude, I'm not stretching your hamstrings. I'm not stretching them. First of all, you don't need it. Secondly, I can show you how to do it and you can do it on your own. I don't lift your weights for you, so I don't need to stretch you. I need to show you how to stretch. And if you moan that way when you stretch your own hamstrings, then I know it's a hamstring issue, not a me issue when I stretch your hamstrings. Now, other options to consider when we're looking at somebody who's just not connected to the program, then I might say, and you as a nutrition coach, and you're certified as a nutrition coach, there's a lot of coaching in the NASM CNC. There's a lot of coaching. So it's not just I tell you what to do and you do it. There, there are coaching supports that draw things out from people. Right? And I think the number one thing to do here is that you are identifying things that they can do, things that they will do, and more importantly than you doing it is trying to get them to. I can't tell you what to do. You know what you can do. It's almost like even talk therapy. Talk therapy, like they're not sitting there telling you how to live your life. They're asking you questions so you can figure it out. So I think that that's a, that's a part of the process. And I know that you've probably gone through this. So with that, I might then suggest they schedule a session with a wellness coach or some other coach to help them through the process. An outside person may have better outcomes than you if you've been working with this person and training this person or doing coaching sessions with this person for a while. Because what happens is that we start to develop a, this is our relationship, relationship. This is the type of relationship we have, type of relationship. What that means is well, it's hard for me to come up with different ways of being with you because we've already been this way for so long. And I want you to change. You want you to change. I want it for you. But now I have to change my approach. And my approach, me changing me and my approach is actually can be really challenging. So an outside person an outside perspective, an outside intervention, that might be really, really beneficial. Um, I may also suggest letting them go, but only if you can set a date and be like, I really like working with you. We have both expressed some frustrations and I think in some ways we're good for each other and in some ways it's not getting the results that you want. I'm not seeing the results that you want. My my job is to help you see your results. I'm not I'm not trying to pick your results and tell you that's what you should be doing. I'm just trying to be in a place where I can coach from you what you, outcomes you want and how to incrementally get there. So, I suggest letting them go after a date is selected. So, you know, we're working together. It's been highs and lows, ups and downs. We're getting places. We're not getting places. I feel like we're we're in a, a lurch. And so I would like to suggest, if you're interested, that maybe we try at, for another three months. Let's give this three more months of really focused effort. And I will be here for you and I will support you. And I'm on email or text if you need me. And I'm here for our consults to have our conversations to help 
guide you and support you and uh, celebrate with you. And I want to celebrate with you, but we're missing out on the celebrations because we're not hitting what I've, what you've already said that you would like to do. This is what you would like to do. This is what you said you could do. This is what you committed to doing that isn't being done. So I want to celebrate with you, but let's let's give this another three months. And so what you're not doing is saying, let's give it another week. And if they want to make it another week or they want to say like, all right, you know what? Even three months might be a little too much. I'm probably not going to do it by then. So we might as well stop now. Cool. We got that out of the way. At least now we know. But usually putting a date on something, putting something out there that says we're going to aim for this. And then there's that scarcity principle, which is saying if we don't hit it, if we don't hit something, we don't show some progress, it's over. And it's very interesting. The people that I've seen that are trainers that have done this with their clients seem to get a lot more out of their clients when there is a date where they're like, I, I can do this for another 10 pack or another 25 pack, or I suggest time, a timeline, so that they really commit to the timeline and say, this is where I want to see in three months if we can hit certain goals every week up to and then get a uh, every month goal out of there. And then over the course of three months, this is ultimately where we want to be. That's great. And if you're not there, then I think that we can both agree that it's not working and that I can um, go into what the next one is, which is suggest they train with somebody else, suggest they work with somebody else. Note that what you as the trainer can provide or the coach what you provide is not always what they need and it cannot always support them where they need the help. So offer to help them find somebody else. Offer that out there to them. I'm going to help you find somebody that maybe will work better for you. I'm here for you at some point when you decide in the future, like if you work with this person, you seek incredible results. I'm so delighted for you. And I'm sorry that it just wasn't the right connection, the right uh, communication, the right direction or supports that I couldn't do for you. Maybe somebody else can. And if there's a time in the future where you want to come back, I'd be more than happy to open up that conversation with you and uh, we can discuss what that would look like. So by no means necessarily saying, yes, you can come back, but be open to the conversation but the break needs to happen. We both need to breathe a little bit. We both need to look at what is driving us and what's holding us back. And sometimes even the, the threat, and that's not a great word, but the threat of the breakup, also not a great word, uh, the threat of the breakup, it might be enough to bolster them, to lift them up and to create a drive. Now. Um, this is not an easy, and this is why I said if you had between, you know, personal trainers and wellness coaches, they might listen to this conversation and like, Rick, everything you said is probably not what I would do. <laughs> and it's not fair that I'm the one with the mic that gets to throw my opinion out there. There are ways that you can handle it, and it may not be this way, but I'm telling you, this is how I would do it. And this is me from my perspective, where I sit, what I would do. And I understand right now that where I sit is a lot different than where I sat 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I was less educated. I was less comfortable. 
Uh, I made a lot less money and uh, per session. And now I charge a lot more. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable with what I do. I'm comfortable with saying to a client, hey, I, I don't need your money. When before, there was no way I could say that. Because I know now that it, it's always funny that my, my book always stays around the same amount of sessions each week. Even if clients fall off or people can't afford to continue training ongoing or they need to cut back, then somehow, maybe only a week goes by, a month, maybe not even that, and then somebody else is back in the schedule. So time and your education and people that know you and the influence you have in your community will allow you to build your business, but you don't want the influences that you have to be the ones that are saying that person doesn't work. It should be that person didn't work for me. And when it didn't, they definitely wanted to make sure I found the right person. So I would even suggest them because if she ends up not being the right person for you, she'll find somebody that that's going to put a lot of trust in you and who you are and what you do as a professional. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. I know that this has been a lot of mailbag over the past couple of weeks. So we're going to start getting more into some exercise science stuff. Even if it comes in the form of mailbag, you got a question about exercise science. I'll answer those questions, but we're going to get more into some exercise stuff. I always think it's important though, that we feel comfortable and confident working with the fitness facilities and working with our clients and knowing what we are doing professionally, not just as a trainer. So with that being said, please like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family, and leave us a review. That's helpful. Contact me if you need to. You can reach out to me at dr.rickritchie on threads and Insta. And then you can also email me rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast. <laughs>